Major League Liberty. Defending life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And our happiness is always destroying the globalist agenda, exposing the flaws in fake news media, and of course, providing excellent entertainment. All right, so anyway, without further ado, guys, we got to get into the show because it is going to be a lightning round of politics coming right at you. So while Zach's getting that first clip set up, let's go into a little bit of the background of what we're talking about here. The new Alabama heartbeat abortion bill uh, pretty much says that once the baby has a heartbeat, you cannot abort it. That's up to six weeks. Now, this has caused a whole lot of stir on the left. I mean, they are losing their minds over this. They're saying that this is setting women back thousands of years. This is going to ruin lives. Everyone's going to die, everybody, because of this abortion bill. I don't, I personally don't understand. They're saying this is going to destroy Roe v. Wade. My whole thing is if you don't like it, you can move. But I mean, maybe that's just me. I, I don't know. I like states' rights are kind of my thing. Troy, how do you feel about this whole Alabama abortion of bill? I think it's about time some of the states start to step up and and uh, put the pressure on Roe v. Wade. You know, they uh, the Democrats have uh, thrown down the gauntlet to the extreme on being able to abort during birth, after birth, whatever. So, you know, I think the the Republicans, the conservatives, fighting back on this is at least going to force them to the table through the courts to uh, to let these states address some of these issues. Yeah, no, and I totally agree. I mean. This really does show like the juxtaposition of where we are in America today. We have one state, Alabama, pretty much eliminating abortions. By the way, this is not like when it has anything to do with the life of the mother or rape or incest like the left is trying to tell you. That's absolute crap. They've also touted that a woman having a miscarriage could somehow have a felony because of this, which is also not true. And they said that doctors performing these abortions could go to jail for up to 99 years. Also not true. The maximum is 10 years for performing an abortion. But the thing is, it has nothing to do with rape, incest, or health of the mother. If those three things are a factor, this bill does not apply. It's only using abortion as a form of birth control, which, I mean, if you're going to be doing this anyway, why not use the plan B pill? Bada bing, problem solved. Or a condom, bada bing, 98% of the time, problem solved. Birth control, 99% of the time, problem solved. It's only disallowing abortion when used as a form of birth control. And of course the left are losing their minds over this saying it's going to ruin lives, but it does show the juxtaposition because this is what Alabama is doing. In New York, they're saying after a baby is born, then it's still up to a mother and the doctor to make a decision on what is going to happen with that child after it is already outside of the womb and living. So, I mean, Wherever you fall, I mean, I guess you can call this two extremes. I really don't think the Alabama bill is really that much of an extreme personally, but it really does show the juxtaposition of where we are in America and how far away we are thinking on this issue, which is pretty troublesome to me. I mean, I would have thought that this uh, one bill would have been pretty easily passed and easily understood, but that's just me. So whenever we have that clip ready, let's go ahead and play it, Mr. Zach.
We'll get used to all the lags. Republicans also have come under fire for comparing this to the Holocaust. And 
I mean, I mean there's, there's been pushback, pushback on both sides, sides of this. this. I absolutely have no trouble whatsoever comparing this to the Holocaust for one simple reason. During the Holocaust, 6 million people were killed. Over 50 million people have been killed because of abortion. The African-American population today would be twice as much as it is now if abortion for the use of birth control was not a thing. And they always bring up these things like, what about the health of the mother? Cases of rape and incest. That's less than 1% of all abortions performed everywhere. So... The, the argument in uses, which I think is very apt, and I have never gotten a, a <laughs> good answer to from anybody on the left. It's like, okay, if I say that those are good, are you willing to say all other abortions are bad? Because if not, they're using an outlying argument to try to prove your point when it is by far not the norm. So, I mean, I think we can all agree that in cases of rape or incest or the life of the mother, that, that yes, that is something that a family has to decide. But at the same time, you're using abortion as a form of birth control up to the last, the third trimester. Maybe it's gone a little bit awry. I'm just saying. Just maybe. Just maybe. Just maybe. That's, maybe. That's me, though. I mean, you know. What do I know? I'm just, I'm just a, a white male. I'm not allowed to have an opinion on this, apparently. It's not your body. It's not, not theirs, theirs either. But, but anyway, <laughs> there is no, no human on the face of this planet that has two sets of DNA, two hearts, four arms, four legs, two heads. Not one human on this planet has those. Plain and simple. It's science, guys. I thought, I thought we were supposed, supposed to be science deniers, but it's science. So this entire thing has prompted Alyssa Milano to apparently embrace abstinence, which is hilarious to me. As, yeah, as, as all conservatives breathe a sigh of relief, I believe Zach says he has that video ready. Let's go ahead and hear uh, or watch her try to, <laughs> try to justify this. I mean, this is going to be just hilarious. Alyssa Milano is defending her sex strike protest over Georgia's new anti-abortion heartbeat bill set to take effect next year. The actress acknowledged the mixed reaction in a CNN op-ed published Monday, but wrote, sometimes we need an extreme response to get national attention. She also tweeted this. She said, so the sex strike tweet has reminded people of the Republican war against women. Good. These oppressive, regressive forced pregnancy bills are now being discussed in a serious manner on our national forced news pregnancy. cycle. Good. Now, Milano's sex strike has received criticism from many sides of the conversation, including that it ignores the LGBTQ community, minorities, and sexual violence, and that it frames sex as something in which heterosexual women do not actively participate. Now, Andy Zeisler tweeted, I know this is well-meaning, but the whole entire point of these horrifying laws is to punish women for daring to have and enjoy non-procreative sex. You think people who uh, already believe women have no right to pregnant. their own are going to respect partners who say no? Shannon Watts tweeted in part, a sex strike won't bring back our rights, Voting, supporting women candidates, running for office, and fighting like hell will. But pro-life supporters seem oh. to be all for the strike, with this one tweeting, I'm praying yeah, your thanks. sex strike catches on. Think of all the abortions that will be avoided. <laughs> it's kind of a, a wild when you look at the different perspectives uh, oh, yeah, about this issue. People are getting very heated about this. Yeah, Milano's call to action came just days after Georgia Governor Brian Kemp signed a bill that would effectively ban abortions in the state as early as six weeks into pregnancy. Yeah, it caused major outrage by critics who note that many women don't realize they are pregnant by six weeks. One thing for sure here, the sex strike and the whole idea Maybe. with everything going on with Alyssa Milano, it's striking and sparking a lot of conversation ac across the country. <laughs> okay, so let me just go to the genius of options you have to ensure that you don't have a quote-unquote forced pregnancy, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. First of all, no one's putting a gun in your head and forcing you to have sex. No, no. 
I mean, yeah, yeah. maybe in cases, cases of rape, which, which by the way, this bill allows for. Maybe in cases of incest, which by the way, this bill allows for. But nobody is forcing you to have sex. And then nobody is forcing you to have unprotected sex. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You have a jillion options. A jillion options that are available to you, that are very affordable, that are very, very... Oh, my God. Very, very affordable, affordable, very effective. effective. Let's, Let's just start. start. Okay, okay, so plan B pill. pill. You can, you can take, take that. You can, you can use a condom. 98% effective. Birth control. 99% effective. You can get your tube side. You can only have sex with guys that have, have a vasectomy. Or you, you can just use abstinence, which apparently Alyssa Milano decided that she wanted to do. Good. Like, like I said, it's like, like if I find abortion says this is actually preventing by you just not having sex. They're, they're memeing themselves, themselves Troy. They they are, they're they're caricature, caricature of themselves. It's, it's ridiculous. ridiculous. What, what, what do you feel? feel? This, this is an asinine argument. argument. I mean, this, this is an absolutely asinine argument. Yes, yes. accident, quote unquote, accidents happen. happen. Okay. But the, the thing, thing is, 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 it wasn't an accident that you bumped into that, that sex organ. organ. Okay, it, it wasn't, wasn't an accident. accident. All right. All right. I understand, I understand the, you know, the incest thing. thing. I understand the rape thing. I think it even possibly understand that two people went out and got, got really, really drunk and got their brogy on and decided to go back, back home together. together. I, 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 you know, know but, but the, that, that is such, such a tiny, small percentage of the, the number of pregnancies that occur and the number, number of, of abortions that occur that, that, that the, the argument is, is a moot point. point. It's, 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 it's just, just it's, it's ridiculous. And, 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 and the other thing is, is, is I'm not, not even going to sit here and just punk, punk on, on the women. women. Men, men, stop being stupid. Stop being careless. Stop being irresponsible. Quit, Quit having, having sex with Alyssa Milano. Milano. Yes. yes. No, no seriously. Stop, seriously. Seriously. Stop, Stop having, having unprotected sex. sex. Unless, Unless you are willing, ready, able, and purposely trying to have a baby, there is no reason why you should not be responsible enough to be using birth protection yourself. I mean, that's just it. Men quit being tools in this game. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I mean, I, the whole thing, the forcing women to not enjoy non-procreative sex, you can still enjoy non-procreative sex. No one's saying you can't do that. There are many ways to do that. I listed all the ways that you can do that, and there's probably more that I don't even know about. There are so many ways that you can have sex and not try to procreate and still enjoy it and still do your thing. You're just choosing not to do that. That is nobody else's fault but yours. You are an adult. You have to take responsibility for your actions, and if you don't take responsibility for your actions, you make a quote-unquote mistake. You can't act like you're the victim here because you didn't do what you were supposed to do. That is the dumbest thing ever. So you know what? If you really do feel that way, if you really think that only abortion, like just taking away that quote-unquote right to kill another human being is the only way that you can have non-procreative sex, then yes, be abstinent because you are obviously not smart enough to either have non-procreative sex or procreative sex. I don't want you having a baby either, but I also don't want you to kill it. So for the love of God, if this is the way you feel, please let the hashtag sex strike catch on because you deserve it. Plain and simple. Your carelessness does not give you a ticket to commit murder. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely.
Ah, oh, it gives me a headache. headache. All right, but anyway, anyway moving, moving on, on to, to even more dumb stuff. AOC, AOC can't, can't shut up, up and she can't stop flapping her mouth. This, this is, is the latest, latest dumb thing, thing that she said. said. Uh, I can't already with that video. Georgia just became the fourth state this year to ban abortion after six weeks. Now, protesters want to sell this in the courtroom, but actress and activist Alyssa Milano is taking it to the bedroom, tweeting, our reproductive rights oh, are wait. being erased until women have legal control over our bodies. We cannot risk pregnancy. Join me by not having <laughs> sex until we get bodily autonomy back. There's a man over here who's not a real. sex strike. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's my bad. I want somebody to clarify for me, though, because I'm, you know, I'm right next to Georgia. Does that apply just to Georgia? Sex in Georgia? Oh, is it or, Georgia? or are we all supposed to be tuning oh, no. in? <laughs> I need a clarification, a, a point of clarification here. I'll call her and find out. Thank you. <laughs> it's important. Oh, it is Georgia. What's the uh, I said Alabama work? earlier. That's my bad. It is Georgia. Is it a good way to go? Well, if you, you can't, if you can't, you know, um, uh, influence legislation, you have no, you have no recourse. What mm -hmm. can you do? Mm -hmm. So you withhold. I mean, uh, the people are saying that it punishes the woman by because we love to have sex just as much. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that. I think what? women like sex. But I thought that was a whole feminist more. thing. <laughs> I think that they, uh, it is a good way to go. It's not a bad idea. I mean, what else can we do? By the way, Georgia. I you could I'm just saying, mm -hmm. I mean, I think. Uh, Let me just say this one thing. Georgia often ranks among the ten worst states for the well-being of children. Out of 50 states, it's in the bottom 10. So after the baby's born, they drop you like a hot rock. What do you mean for the well-being of children? Well, like education? Well, kindergarten, post-operative care, maternity oh, leave, all the things that would help a woman to continue to take care of that child. I see. Then they drop you. Only when the child is in utero do they give a damn. I see. Well, you know, I, uh, I think yeah. that we, we knew this um, in terms of when we heard that uh, Justice Kennedy was retiring, mm -hmm. that we would see these kinds of, of laws being passed in states. I mean, I, I said it, I think Jeffrey Tubin also said it, that we would see these law that abortion would become illegal or at least severely restricted in about 20 states. Because I think what um, people want to see uh, is this case going up to the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. and, and and that's what we're or seeing. And, and so the question is, what will we see? Will we see Roe v. Wade be overturned, I don't or, think or, so. or not? I don't think so. That's that's you know, the question. I, I, it always shocks me, I guess, because you know when you think of physician. Uh, patient privilege, mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to take my conversation to my doctor, and my doctor is the person who has to tell me what's good for me, what isn't good for me. Right. Um, and no one outside of my family has the right to tell me what my family can do with their body if they need to get something done. I, I, you can't there's no law your saying kid. you must have an abortion. So I don't understand. And, and people keep saying, well, because the federal government's paying for it. Well, actually, they're not. But what makes you think that, that uh, overturning Roe v. Yeah, Wade is are. off the table when we have seen... I don't say it's off the table. I don't think it will be overturned. You know? I'm just not well, so we? sure about I that. I know. Go back to the yeah. Alyssa Milano aspect of this. Sure. I don't like clicktivism as like a general rule. And that, that sort of means like you click on something, you like something, you retweet something, and that makes you feel like you're, you know, doing more than you think in the world. She was asked by the AP yesterday how long this sex strike should last, and she said... 
I mean, I don't know. I sent a tweet last night. I haven't really thought much past that this morning. Now, to me, that's not uh, a really good way to put surprising. in action. You know, if you if you have a problem with this bill, that doesn't seem like the smartest way to put your your thoughts and your advocacy into action. Mm -hmm. I will say. Um, Boycotting tends to work. I mean, the trans bathroom bill was impacted. I believe it was PayPal that, that dropped out of uh, putting their headquarters in that state. Mm -hmm. So there are three production companies right now that have vowed that they're no longer going to film in Georgia. Killer, yeah. Fla Killer Films, Blown Deadline Productions, and Duplass Brothers Productions. And Alyssa Milano is an actress. So in theory, Our she could do something with the, the, the you know <laughs> television and movies that are created in Georgia often. I know the Walker Which is a big deal there. because but Georgia I, just has... Just really quick, I'm incredibly pro-life, as everyone knows, and I don't really want to relitigate my stance on abortion versus yours. I think we've had that conversation many times. Uh -huh. I do think that people like Alyssa Milano need to understand that there are women aren't just one section of the population that are like her. I always feel like pro-life women are just completely left out of conversations like this in but, one way or another. And it doesn't even occur to her that there are women like me out there that don't have a problem with this But let's talk bill. about the men instead of the women. Sure. Let's talk yeah. about why are men having such a war against women? Why is the Republican Party try, trying to set women back oh 50 years or 75 years? Why do they want us to go back to the kitchen barefoot and pregnant? Why? What are they so threatened It's, not what it's uh, a difference of the way you view... Cut it what, off. I can't handle believe it. I can't. I can't do it. Go back to the kitchen barefoot and pregnant? Are you freaking kidding me? Joy Behar, nobody wants you pregnant. Nobody wants to have sex with you anyway. So you know what? You're fine. But I mean, this entire thing is so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. If you want to go on a sex strike, oh, I guess I didn't think it through. No shit, Alyssa Milano, you didn't think it through. Duh. You don't think anything through. Ever. But you know what? I'm all for it. You do your thing. When they said this is not the best way to you know, advance your activism, I completely disagree. I'm all for it, Alyssa Milano. Keep going. Keep going with it, man. I love it. You know, look, I, I want to say this to all our women, because because men, men, we got first of all, as a man, we have to learn to start respecting women. All right, the yeah, they do something, they do things that are amazing that men can't do, and and like I said earlier, we have to start taking some responsibility. But but let's be truly. Let's be truly honest and to the point with, with women, okay? Because of the fact that you are the part of our species that reproduces, and because of the fact that, that you already know the, the way things work with, with men in a lot of these cases, it sucks, but you have a higher level of responsibility. You are the one who has to go and have the abortion. You are the one that whether you wear the T-shirt that says, I'm proud because I had an abortion or not, we know that's bullshit. We know that for the majority of young girls out there that have to go to the abortion clinic, we know that the majority of, of young women that have to suffer through this, uh, this procedure, it doesn't end when they leave the doctor's office. We know that there is emotional baggage that women carry because of this. And they get in these groups and they get all tough and talk tough and wear the shirts and everything else. But it, it cannot be as simple as just saying, it's just a tumor that I'm getting rid of. It, it just or can't. Parasite. Yeah, there's, mm -hmm. there can't be that many women out there that truly think and feel that way when they're alone at night that first night laying in bed 
going through their thought process. There cannot be that many women out there that truly feel and believe that way. I just, I can't, I can't believe it. I just think this is a social political issue that because they want to be in control of their body and the decisions they make, which is fine and they should be, that this is the largest way that they can voice that is, is the abortion issue. And there are a lot bigger issues with women's control over their own use of their body and, and their, own, uh, their own lives than just standing on the abortion soapbox. Women have to get away from, from this abortion soapbox. And, and I think that men will respect women a little bit more and stop dabbling in their decision-making process once this isn't the, the leading issue. Yeah, and I mean, if like you want to have control over your own body and own body autonomy, which you should have, why don't you do that before you get pregnant? I mean, you had control of it then, assumingly, like unless you're that one percent of rape incest. I, I mean, I always keep going back to that. Everybody knows, like, but look, yes, in those cases, yeah, go for it. But at the same time, if it's not one of those cases, you're just using it as a form of birth control. You had control over your own body that entire time. Plain and simple. That's your body autonomy. You don't have autonomy over somebody else's body just because it's growing in your your womb because you made a decision. That was your decision. It's not the baby's fault. And I'm just against killing kids. I mean, I'm sorry. That's it. That's all. Uh, you know what? I'm done with. I'm done with this. this is stupid. Like this is why I hate this entire abortion debate. It's like. I've never heard any other group of people ever across the entire planet that are constantly saying that it is setting us back 50 or 75 years and we don't have rights to things as equal people because we are not allowed to murder. It doesn't make any freaking sense to me. But anyway, I'm, I'm moving on from this. I'm done with it. The stupidity. You know what? Go on your sex strike. Enjoy it. We're all enjoying it too. Go on your sex strike. You obviously are not adult enough to handle the act of sexual relations anyways. So don't do it. Don't do it. Next coming up, we are talking about Trump's tariffs. Uh, they are uh, causing a little bit of a stir now because China, you know, is saying, oh, yeah, we're going to fight this trade war. And is getting people all up in arms saying it's going to raise taxes, which it won't. It'll raise some prices on consumer goods. It's not going to raise your taxes. But anyway, once we have that video, let's go ahead and show that and move on before I have an aneurysm. against tariff increases from the Trump administration. After negotiations in Washington last week, President Trump insists that U.S. tariffs will hurt the Chinese economy. Who pays? Who pays for the higher tariffs on Chinese imports? So our country can take in $120 billion a year in tariffs, paid for mostly by China, by the way, not by us. But Larry, that isn't true. It's not China mostly. that pays tariffs it's the american importers the american companies that pay what in effect is a tax increase and oftentimes passes it on to u.s consumers uh, fair enough in fact both sides will pay both sides will pay in these things tariffs do make chinese goods more expensive which can hurt china's economy but the actual tariffs are a tax paid by u.s companies that import chinese products it's a tariff on goods so coming into the country it. the chinese aren't paying uh, no, but the Chinese will suffer GDP losses and so forth um, with respect to a diminishing export market. On Friday, President Trump slapped a 25% tariff on approximately $200 billion worth of Chinese imports. 
the problem is with all these trade wars going on, there are absolutely no winners. So the U.S. consumer will suffer as well as the Chinese economy and the consumers over there. And is now ordering his trade representatives to start the paperwork to tariff an additional $300 billion. Basically everything China sends to the U.S., from cell phones to furniture. And I think ultimately China will have to cave on this because if they don't, what they risk is a permanent market share loss of their supply chain, which can move because the U.S. is a more adaptable country. In the president's ideal world, everything is made in the USA. We export all over uh, and then that creates jobs and all of that. But uh, that sort of looks past the fact that there actually are a lot of import reliant jobs in the global supply chain. People rely on you know, bringing things in and building them here, selling them elsewhere. Manufacturing supply chains are global now. In order to correct 20 years plus of um, unfair trading practices with China, as I said, unlawful trading practices, I think this is a risk we should and can take without damaging our economy in any appreciable way. Wall Street is bracing for a U.S. trade war with China that would hurt American companies, farmers and consumers. A sharp decline in the Dow Jones Industrial Average is expected this morning. Global markets rattled today by uncertainty as President Trump threatens to impose higher tariffs on China. The markets responding to new fears that China and the United States could now be headed for an escalated trade war. Financial markets on edge this morning after the president imposes new tariffs, threatens more, with both sides far from a possible deal. How long is President Trump prepared to wage this trade war with China? I wouldn't want to put a timetable on it. I would just say, as he has tweeted and has said to us and said to the Chinese, we're continuing our discussions. That's a very good thing. Negotiations, you know, over time, stop, go, stop, go. The speed may be fast or the speed may be slow. This is going to be a period of cyclical pain for everybody. There's no winners <laughs> right now because um, the talks are going to escalate. But will Trump's bark be as loud as his bite? Uh, I'm not sure about that. Uh, Someone needs a lesson in capitalism. Okay. Let's, Let's just go, go ahead, ahead and realize what we got. We are not just imposing tariffs on China out of freaking nowhere, all right? China has been imposing tariffs on all of our goods for such a long time that it's impossible for people even to think about nowadays. It's been decades upon decades. And that's why it's so much cheaper to make things in China because there is no tariff on them importing over here. Now, if we play the same game they're playing and we put tariffs on our goods going over there and we hurt their economy the way they've hurt ours, then yes, some manufacturing will come back to America because guess what? We're perfectly capable of making freaking batteries and selling them to our own people. I mean, it's like... It's, it'll be way easier. I mean, like, I don't understand. Do people think that they are doing that over in China because we are incapable of doing it here? No, it's because it's cheaper. If it becomes not cheaper to do that, then yes, an entrepreneur or somebody will fill the void and we will be able to get batteries at a lower price or whatever else it is. And if there is something that China truly is importing to us that we simply cannot live without, that we're going to have to deal with like a slight little price hike. And then at the end of the day, this is going to hurt China's economy more than it's going to hurt ours because we can handle the price hike, they can't. <clears throat> okay, so before the show, we actually discussed not getting into uh, long uh, tirades, but I I'm sorry, I'm gonna, this one's going to be a little bit longer than the last couple. Okay, first of all, Democrat Party hates capitalism. They have always attacked big business. They have always attacked capitalism uh, they have always had the support 
of the trade unions. And because of that, during the periods of time that the Democrats have controlled this country politically and the trade unions have gotten exactly what they wanted, they drove our economy, they drove our productivity, and they drove our capitalist base into the freaking ground. Anybody out there who works in a factory during the 70s and the 80s that was making 10 to $20 more an hour than other people out there working, and they sat on their fat butts on a bar stool pressing a big red button on a production line, and they thought that shit was going to last forever, you're a moron. You're an absolute mm. stooge, okay? Because that is why jobs left America. That is why we don't make batteries in America, because somewhere else in the world made it cheaper, which made it easier for people to buy it. Okay, so if we truly want our economy to go back to what it was and be successful again, we have to start from scratch by making it difficult for these countries to be the main producers of everything we use in this country. And the only way to do that is by driving their prices up to make it profitable for our businesses to get back into the business of producing again. Once we make it so that making a TV in the United States actually makes it cheaper to sell at Walmart than one of these TVs from China or Japan or, or any product that we're importing, once we make it so that in the United States we can produce it and sell it less then we will get back into the business of producing goods in this country. And when we produce goods in this country in the past, they've always been the best. It wasn't until the Democrats and the trade unions started pushing this idea of making crappy products at a higher price that we ended up in the predicament we're in. So it's going to suck for a little bit, and we're going to have to suck it up and drive on and get back into the business of making American products again so that we can buy American and be proud of what we make here instead Absolutely. of buying all this cheap throwaway shit that lasts a year or two. You know, it used to be you go out and buy a refrigerator, and it lasts 20 years. Washers and dryers. You can't buy a washer and dryer that doesn't break within two years anymore. You know, because they want you to go out and buy another one. Instead, we need to be making products that last longer at a lower price so that we can put American workers back to work and we can tell all these other countries, if you don't like it, tough shit. Because America comes first with this president and it should come first with every American that goes out there and opens their wallet to buy something. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not like a huge fan of tariffs just like on ideal or principle, but I mean, if everybody else is tariffing, I mean, freaking Canada is tariffing, like putting tariffs on our milk at like a 200% right now, and we're like doing nothing about it. So, I mean, if we're actually going to do something about it right now, I mean, they say this is Trump's trade war. No, other countries have been fighting a trade war with us for a very long time. We just haven't retaliated. And yes, it's going to hurt us a little bit in any war, even a shooting war, fighting war, cold war, any war. It hurts both sides a little bit, but it's going to hurt them worse. They're going to lose. We're going to win. We have to get it over with, plain and simple. All right, moving on to the next thing, because this is about lightning round time, boys. Let's go through it. Uh, I believe this is where we have to get back into the cancer with AOC doing her thing, being an idiot. So like, we're not like Troy was saying that we were talking about not going on long, long tirades. After this, after each video, I'm going to say my piece. He's going to say his piece, and then we're going to roll right into the next one, and then we're going to wrap this show up for you guys. Thank you again so much for joining us. Don't forget that the... 
uh, rant line 978 or 970-368-5658. That's 970-368-5658. Call in, leave a rant. Uh, with the Sioux software, I am unable personally to look at any of the comments. So if uh, you've addressed any to me, I'm sorry. I haven't been able to see them. But if you leave a rant, I'll definitely hear it. Troy will hear it. Zach will hear it. The entire MLL franchise will hear it. So anyway, guys, don't forget 970-368-5658. Zach, whenever you're ready with that next clip, Lightning round time, baby. Refuse to act then are going to try to come back today and say we need a middle of the, the middle of the road approach to save our lives. That is too much for me. Now this is so terrible. So often, you know, when folks, particularly conservatives on both sides of the aisle, say... Please laugh! Please clap! When they say that calling for a Green New Deal is, quote, too much, or too extreme, or too radical, no middle ground is right because i'm always curious but i'm always curious when they say that oh it's too much what do they actually mean by that is a hundred mean it's too much and renewable energy too much no it's fighting for dignified jobs that pay people enough to live too much how does that have anything to do with the climate proposing a solution on the scale of the climate crisis to solve it too much no. Yes. But let me tell you what's too much for me. Oh, no. Here's what's too much for me. I can't wait. What's too much for me is politicians looking and allowing babies' blood to get poisoned in flames. Oh, no, you care. So that is what is too much first. for me. What's too much for me What's too much for me is coal barons coming up barons. to Washington, D.C., demanding bailout after tax break, after bailout for themselves, and then not even paying their own miners' pensions and put their own miners' health care. That is what is too much for me. That is not That is too much for me. It's not happening. What is too much for me is the fact that ExxonMobil knew exactly that climate change was real and man-made as far back as 1970. And instead of being part of the solution, they paid millions of dollars to lobby and lie and confuse the American public about it, endangering generations to come. That is too much for me. You are a moron. What is too much for me is the fact that in 1989, the year that I was born, the year that I was born, the year that many of us were born, and, and in years after and right before, that politicians were first informed by NASA, that Congress was first notified by NASA that climate yeah, uh -huh. change was going to threaten my life and everyone here's life to come, and they did nothing. That is too much. Your life is me. not threatened. Ah, oh, I hate her.
so and much. I, and I will be damned if the same politicians who refused to act then are going to try to come back today and say we need a middle of the in the middle of the road approach to save our lives. That is too much for me. You're gonna be fine. We cannot and we will not accept anything less than a solution to save ourselves. And that's exactly what this is. You don't have a solution. Okay, this is the thing that really bothers me about all this. Is she keeps having all this absolute bullcrap. The world's going to be destroyed in 12 years if we don't do something. And all these absolutely impossible solutions that I came up with in the Green New Deal, which, by the way, wasn't an actual draft. It was just like a first draft, but I still haven't released a real draft, even though it was something that was leading up to the actual release of this that, you know, was really highly publicized, and then all of a sudden, oh, the staffer had a bad day because they said that we're going to pay people who are unwilling to work, which is another thing. By the way, how does that have anything to do with the climate? But you know, we'll get to that later. But look, the whole thing is you have not given us any solution on how we are going to replace all these energy needs. You said things like wind farms. You said things like solar panels. Well, guess what? Electric cars. Number one, you can't run a car off of a windmill. You can't run a car off of solar panels. And those two things combined don't even come close to getting to like 30% of like the energy that we need in this country. I don't know about the actual percentage. It's not very good. Thirdly, when you say electric cars are going to help the environment, have you ever seen how you get lithium? Open hole mining is how you get lithium. That is not good for the environment. Nobody is obsessed with the environment because it's not. If you actually wanted to help the environment, what you would be touting is nuclear energy, which is, by the way, what ExxonMobil paid to subdue was the usefulness and renewability of nuclear energy because that's the real threat. But you don't want to do that either because... I don't know, maybe you're in the pocket of ExxonMobil. The point is, you've given absolutely no solutions to any of this. Everything that you put forward is like, oh yeah, this is going to be really hard to do. It's not going to just be really hard to do. It's going to kneecap our entire economy. It's going to destroy this country's economy. It is going to shove us into the dark ages at best. And you just say, oh, that was just the first draft, but I don't have anything else after that. Retrofitting every freaking building in the United States within 10 years. Oh, God, she is so dumb. I can't. I can't. I've lost all ability to even, Troy. My evening ability is gone. She melts my brain. I mean, she just makes my brain melt. You know, first of all, let's talk about technology. Let's not even talk about green technology. Let's talk about our current existing fossil fuel using technology. We have the technology to have cars that get two to three times the gas mileage that they get now. We don't get that Boom. because every one of you assholes in Washington, D.C., Republican and Democrat, are on the teat of the petroleum industry. And because of that, we cannot get the auto industry to build cars that get two to three times the gas mileage that they should be getting. Coal burning. Every coal burning factory, every plant in this country could be retrofitted with scrubbers that cut the emissions down to just, you know, within 3% of any naturally occurring deal. But it costs them money 
they've got to pass it on to us. Our, our electric bills go up and we bitch and moan about our electric bills going up. But then we turn around and support morons like this. It, the technology is there. The fossil fuels are abundant. They're cheaper than any of this stuff that they're pushing now. The only difference is, is this is a new group of people that will make a profit off of building wind farms and solar farms and all this other crap. These are people that are waiting in the in the in the aisles, waiting out in the hallway with their checkbooks so that they can make money. So that it is their turn to make money instead of the petroleum industries and all the other industries that have been making it this long. This is a battle between people with checkbooks in Washington, D.C trying to buy politicians, nothing more. And the American public are caught in the middle. We've had the technology to make the systems that we already have in place more environmentally friendly. And lastly, quit blaming the United States for the world's woes. Our carbon footprint in the United States compared to global carbon footprint in places like China, who we're trying to kick in the butt right now trade-wise, is ridiculous. They're spewing it out because they give no dams about it. And you're going to stand on a stage in the United States and talk about crushing the only industries we have left because you're worried that we're putting out too much carbon and too many cow farts. It is a ridiculous argument that does not go anywhere as long as someone's standing outside a congressman's office with a nice big fat check. It's absolutely ridiculous. And I mean, my last little point on this is uh, not only, I mean, am I saying that man hasn't contributed to it? Yeah, we've probably contributed a little bit to it. But I mean, I do seem to remember a volcano erupting not too long ago mm -hmm. that spewed more CO2 into the air within one hour than mankind has since the Industrial Revolution. Apparently, it's a naturally occurring thing. I mean, carbon, CO2, naturally occurring thing. Who would have thought? I mean, that's crazy. But, I mean, AOC says that we need to retrofit every building in the United States within 10 years because that's totally feasible. And, I mean, <laughs> the world's going to end in 12 years, dude. Did you not know that, Troy? world's going to end in 12 years if we don't retrofit yeah. every building in the United States within 10 years to be green and also give people money for not working. Yeah. I guess that's if the thing. It's inheritance. They're not going to need it. Democrats saying stupid things constantly. Democratic freshmen are retarded. All right, now she's not the only one that said stupid stuff. Rashida Tlaib finally popped up again for saying something absolutely ridiculously <laughs> stupid, and it's a little bit old, but it's something I really wanted to go over. So let's go ahead and play that clip of Rashida Tlaib being an absolute moron. And let me tell you, I mean, for me, just a few, I think two weeks ago or so, we celebrated. Um, or just it took a moment, I think, in our country to remember the Holocaust. And there's, you know, there's a kind of a calming feeling I always tell folks. When I think mm -hmm. of the Holocaust and the tragedy of the Holocaust and the fact that it was my ancestors, Palestinians, who lost their land and some lost who their lives, it happen? their livelihood, the human dignity, mm -hmm. um, their existence in many ways have been wiped out and some people's passport. I mean, just all of it was in the name of trying to create a safe haven for Jews post um, the Holocaust, post the tragedy and horrific um, persecution of Jews ac across the world at that time. And I love the fact that it was my ancestors that provided that, right, in many ways. Uh -huh. um, but yeah. they did it in a way that took their human dignity away, right? And it was oh, forced yeah. on them. And so when I think about uh, one state, I think about the fact that why couldn't we do it in a better way? So, Congresswoman, you've 
created something of a stir by coming out in favor of a one-state solution in Israel and Palestine. Um, and I think you may be the only uh, Democrat who's publicly supported a one-state solution. So what is your vision uh, for a one-state solution that meets both uh, uh, Palestinian and um, Israeli or Jewish national aspirations? Absolutely. And let me tell you, I mean, for me, just uh, a few, uh, I think two weeks ago or so, we celebrated um, or just it took a moment, I think, in our country to remember the Holocaust. And there's, you know, there's a kind oh, of a okay. calming just, feeling just I always off. tell folks uh, when I think of. I just, I can't. The- All right. Look, look okay, okay, so. <laughs> Palestinians provide. Okay, okay, number one, this, 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 this did, did not just happen in the, the way the way of World War II. Okay? okay. Yeah, that, that definitely started. This is something that went all the way back, back to the early 1910s. Like, like 19, 19, well, I guess late 1910s, like 1917. And, and by, by the way, way, another thing that she fails to bring up, and it's like, oh, my people, my Palestinians, we gave this to Israel. Number one, you sure as hell didn't give it to them. Number two, it's not like there were no Jews anywhere around Jerusalem or Israel before any of this happened. Their presence there dates back 3,000 years and predates Palestinians. But let's not forget something that nobody ever talks about, is Palestinians contributed to the Holocaust. I said it. I know. Crazy. Learn your history. Palestinians helped round up Jews and send them to concentration camps. The largest, largest SS battalion outside of actual Germany was formed from Arabs in the Middle East, and they rounded up their own people who were Jewish and sent them to concentration camps. So I'm supposed to have my own bleeding heart just ripping open for Palestinians today because they had some some of the land taken by Israel, not much, but some, and a two-state solution offered by the Jewish people who were being rounded up by the Palestinians and sent to concentration camps. Are you freaking kidding me? They date back 3,000 years in the region. They predate Palestinians. This entire thing where she's saying that she wants a one-state solution for Palestine sounds a lot to me like from the river to the sea, Palestine shall be free. And she wants to eradicate Jews. Another anti-Semite in the fresh faces of the Democrat Party. It is a growing concern. These people are insane. That's all I have to say about her. Okay. So, brief history lesson. Your people. Okay. If we're going to go back in history, let's go way, way back. Let's go back to the Mesopotamian Empire, the Byzantine Empire, and the Egyptian Empire. And all the empires that that were in the Middle Eastern area where the Jewish uh, culture and Jewish religion came up and was formed, uh, the the people that were enslaved uh, and crapped on the most time after time after time after time time were the the Jewish Jewish people, the Jewish Jewish culture. And And who did that? that? Well, that that would be your people. That would be your ancestors. Take it back hard enough, and it kind of shrinks down and narrows down. The picture becomes really clear that it was your ancestors that started this whole issue between. I mean, well, let's go. You know, Isaac and Ishmael. Okay, that's where it starts. That's where it diverges. And those are your people. 
Those, Those are your people. people. So the fact that the whole world went in and said, look, you know, uh, we got a third of the Jews left on this entire planet, and the rest have been murdered by the Nazis, and everybody who collaborated with Nazis, maybe we should give them an area where they naturally came from and call it a protected state, and maybe they can be able to come back from this genocide that was perpetrated on them. And the whole time, the entire culture of the Middle East who had crapped on the Jews, this entire existence, are screaming because they're so uh, kind to have given up this land to give them a so second kind. So, so, so And she gets a peaceful, easy feeling when she talks about the Holocaust. It just puts her at peace. You know, yeah, I mean, and I, I think, think some, some of the things she says aren't necessarily out of a malice. It's out of an ignorance of how to communicate. You know, uh, we celebrate. You know, that, that to me is ignorance. That's, uh, she's I, an idiot. She's, she's a moron. But, you know, that, that like, like I said, that, that just comes from the fact that these are the same people that have, that have persecuted and enslaved the, the Jews their entire existence. And now they're going to whine and cry over the Gaza Strip. And, 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 and the, the fact, fact that the United States has that speak in this manner about a global atrocity of mankind only goes to show that it can and will happen again as long as we keep letting people like this become our leadership. Absolutely. I mean, Hamas launching rockets to Israel, that just happened like, like a week ago, maybe. Just indiscriminately launching rockets at civilians, trying to kill whoever they could possibly kill. kill. But I mean, I don't understand what is with the fresh new faces. I mean, I get AOC is just never going to stop saying stupid things. I mean, like, we, we all know that. She just isn't going to. She's like one of those dolls with a string in it that just keeps pulling her own string, saying stupid crap over and over again. But I mean, Ilhan Omar finally shut up for a little bit, saying anti-Semitic crap, and all of a sudden she leaves like, hold up, hold my beer. I'll do it. I'll pick up the mantle. I don't get it. I don't understand what's up with these. Fresh new faces in the Democratic Party that everyone's so proud of. They're all idiots. Every single one of them. I mean, well, actually, I can't say necessarily all idiots because we don't know. We only know like four of them. But they're all idiots. So, I don't know. All right. So, I had a video from Venezuela, but I think I had to skip that video on this type brief on because the show is running a little bit long ago. We're going to Venezuela right now. They, um, uh, Maduro regime has been systematically arresting members of the opposition party. Guaido is still free. He hasn't been arrested yet. He's asking the United States to maybe put more pressure on the Maduro regime, which I think might be a little bit more appropriate, putting more pressure on. He's actually asked for military intervention. Not necessarily intervention, but the military to put more pressure on. I don't think that's necessarily appropriate, per se. I don't think we need to get militarily involved. However, um, I believe it was Mike Pompeo came out and said that if uh, Juan Guaido was arrested, that it would be very, very bad for the Maduro regime. So in that case, I would agree. If he, he starts arresting people as like straight communist, straight socialist, never forget, because people get this mixed up. Maduro was not legally elected to be the president. His terms were up. He was not legally allowed to be on the ballot. And then all of a sudden held an election seven months earlier than it was supposed to be. 
That is why the Constitution of Venezuela and Guaido is saying that he is the interim president and only interim until the actual elections. But that's pretty much the latest on Venezuela is he is now arresting leaders of the opposition party and also not allowing that to actually enter the National Assembly to have debates. We will continue following that story as everybody else will. Also, uh, in America, a little side note, there is this group of dumbasses called the Embassy Protection Collective that have taken up residence in the empty and pretty much abandoned Venezuelan embassy that was abandoned after Maduro's uh, regime was pretty much coming to a collapse. Uh, that say that they will not leave the embassy until some sort of protection order is signed. They've been there for about a month. There's tensions rising there. Now federal police have threatened to arrest them. Uh, news to share that organization is actually uh, for Fisher. He's doing a lot of good reporting on that and uh, a lot of good live streams. So if you want to catch up on that, I will warn you though that a lot of the comments in those uh, live streams are absolutely pure cancer from people that I have absolutely no idea what the hell they're talking about, as per usual. But anyway, so that's pretty much the latest. That's what's going on with Venezuela. Um, we're going to move on now to our last story of the night. Um, a Navy SEAL is pretty much facing life in prison or many, many years in prison for actually just doing his job. That's something that has been blown. Like, somebody that hasn't been told about this before, man, he is a very decorated Navy SEAL. He's done, I believe, 17 tours in Iraq and Afghanistan and probably other places that I'm not allowed to know about and has served his country with distinction. But it is has been in the brick for nine months now just got recently moved to a less restricted facility but still um under uh i guess captivity in the united states for just doing his job um let's go ahead and roll that clip we'll do our commentary on that do final thoughts and then we'll be out of here once again do not forget red line 9703685658 also do not forget june 21st here in colorado the news will be here so buy your tickets if you have if you have any questions about that or any information feel free to message us and we'll get that to you shortly all right let's go ahead and roll that clip and murdering an ISIS soldier. 10 News reporter Mackenzie Maynard reveals the request made by Gallagher's lawyer Murdering the judge an ISIS soldier. Since then, several members of Congress have spoken out in support <laughs> of the Navy SEAL, criticizing his pretrial conditions. In March, 40 lawmakers signed a letter urging the Navy to free Gallagher pending his trial. We sat down with Congressman Ralph Northam of South Carolina. He says he's been following the case closely. I saw on Fox News Sean Gallagher talking. First time I'd ever seen him. Didn't really know about the case. Since uh, after when I saw Sean, I saw Duncan Hunter speak out, who I serve with. And they just had a realness about what they were saying. And I thought to myself, we've got a decorated Navy SEAL. We have, he's done 17, 18 tours um, and volunteered to put his life on the line to go protect us so that we wouldn't have to fight it here. So out of the blue, I called, got Sean's number. And I said, I would like to know more about what's going on with your brother. So he came over and met him and instantly you could tell he was real. He was, it was more than just his, it was his brother who he had, you know, feelings for. But he just didn't think it was right the way they were treating all of the accusations. And so they say that my brother, after providing medical treatment to a dying ISIS fighter, stabbed him to death. Although there's a picture of him immediately after the ISIS fighter dies and there are no stab wounds. They say that Eddie called in false coordinates on Hamas. 
Enlisted soldiers don't do that, officers do, so he couldn't have done it. Uh, they say that Eddie did a whole slew of things, like shoot at civilians, even though there is surveillance video of where they were and that it didn't happen. I cannot believe and in this day and age that you can accuse somebody of something like premeditated murder of an ISIS terrorist, throw him in jail for nine months, treat him like this, smear his name, slander his good reputation with no proof, no proof, no evidence. And it's something that is a stain on the military and you bet your butt that our family is on the warpath now. On March 30th, President Donald Trump sent a tweet which helped get Gallagher moved from the brig at MCAS Miramar to the Naval Medical Center in San Diego. I remember seeing tweets and, and that's what helped move Gallagher from the brig from the brig to a better detention center freer yeah, a facility yeah facility that uh, would allow him to you know make calls go to the gym run not be confined he yeah. was in with pedophiles and uh, and rapists on May 8th a group of lawmakers were shown helmet camera video of Gallagher's interaction with the ISIS fighter he allegedly killed you were recently privy to helmet camera footage uh, had not been seen before, hadn't been leaked to the media. Uh, what did you see in this footage? And does this exonerate him? What this did, Stephanie, I mean, the, he was a prisoner. I mean, he was a, a ISIS fighter who the building that the military bombed, he was only survivor. He came out with his gun and they shot him in the, the Iraqi shot him in the leg. So I saw um, soldier who was, uh, who was an ISIS fighter who was on the ground. You had all the Iraqis around him. He admitted he was an ISIS fighter. He admitted he was what he was making bombs to kill Americans and Iraqis. And uh, what I saw was was Gallagher giving him medical attention. There was no knifing that was on this film. Uh, there was no um, uh, he was treated. He was he was on the ground as they were discussing. He didn't get medical treatment, but there's nobody there that had the, until Gallagher got there, there was nobody that was trained as a medic as Eddie Gallagher is. Chief Gallagher's military trial is scheduled to begin at the end of May. He's facing more than a dozen charges and could face life in prison. He's pled not guilty and denies all charges against him. Okay. I have, I have absolutely, absolutely no, no idea, idea what in perfect hell is happening with this. I mean, I, mean, I, I tried, tried to look into it to see if there was any evidence whatsoever that he stabbed a man to death, that he called in strikes on civilians just for fun, or whatever the hell they're accusing him of. There's nothing. There's literally nothing. No, no evidence. evidence. I mean, I, I didn't, didn't just take his brother's word at it. Because look, look, I mean, I understand, yes, that's his brother, he's going to... You know, you know, probably, probably stick, stick up for his brother as best as he can. can. I understand that family is family, but I wouldn't do my research. I literally cannot find anything. I have no idea what led to this entire thing happening. I really don't. I could not find anything. This man did not stab anybody to death. He did not kill unarmed civilians. He provided medical attention to an ISIS fighter who he didn't even shoot. I really don't understand. What, what the, the hell is happening? This, this guy, guy should not, not only be facing, not be facing jail time, he should get a freaking medal for doing his job being a Navy SEAL that did 18 tours in Iraq and Afghanistan. I mean, like, what in the hell? What in perfect hell is happening where we have a Navy SEAL facing charges for literally doing his job and doing it with distinction, providing medical care to an enemy combatant who was shot in the leg by not him, not U.S. forces, but Iraqi forces? What is going on? Troy, I'm going to let you have, have the final word on this one, man, absolutely. If you have uh, a sensitivity to language, you might want to turn, turn your uh, mute button at this point. Uh, 
uh, because I'm not going to even think about the words I'm using. First of all, China has soldiers. Russia has soldiers. The United States has soldiers. Nations have soldiers. ISIS does not have soldiers. The Taliban does not have soldiers. They're not even fighters. They're untrained, mercenary, cowardly, terrorist scumbags. They, they do, do not, not swear an oath. They, they do, do not, not have a code of conduct. conduct. They, they do, do not, not have rules of engagement. They, they will cut, cut your head off. They will murder villages of children. They are they are our target. You do not send police officers to other countries to quell these people. You send real soldiers. When we go to war, we go to war. We don't go over there to hand out candy bars and nylons like, you know, the films like to put out. We go to other countries to kill bad people. That's what we're trying to do. That's what we do. We identify the target and we eliminate the target. We, we do, do go, go by, by a code, code of conduct, and we, we do, do go, go by, by rules of engagement. But let's, let's be really truthful and honest here. here. Sometimes shit happens. Sometimes you're out there, shit happens. People die. You know, you see your buddy laying on the ground, and this douchebag is the one that did it. Shit happens. My theory on war is real simple. If you've got a problem with a group of people, and you, and you kill them, and you make an example of that group of people, when you go to the next village, that next village usually doesn't have that same group of people because they're shitting and getting. They're hiding out. They don't stand up like they used to because they learned. You know, they're catch on pretty quick. Ahmed just got his head blown off. Maybe I don't want to stick my head up anymore. Maybe I'll go home and raise goats. This is a highly, highly decorated, highly trained American military member. And when, and when politicians get involved with war, this is the type of shit we get. You send highly trained soldiers to do their job, which is to kill, to eliminate the enemy, and then you do this shit to them. And then you wonder why we come home the way we come home. You wonder why we're angry. You wonder why we don't want to serve. You wonder why we're hurt when you do this type of shit. This is exactly why. Because you betray us. When you, you take, take our most decorated members and you treat them like, like this, it's, it's disgusting. It's, it's absolutely appalling and apparent that you ask us to risk our lives, that you ask us to risk our, our to watch our buddies die, our friends, our new family, and then you defend the people that we're supposed to eliminate. We are continuing. We are just continuing to fail everywhere we can possibly fail as people. It's absolutely ridiculous. When you release the dogs of war, release them. The war will be over quick. We'll come home, and we won't have to fight and face near as many enemies. When you let us do our damn jobs without telling us that we have to take a bouquet of fucking flowers with us when we do it. Amen. Amen, brother. Thank you, folks. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hey, hey, you only, only did it once. once. I'm, I'm actually, actually really proud of you. But <laughs> and you're absolutely right. I mean, I still have no idea what perfect hell this all came from. I like I've seen no evidence of it. I tried. I tried looking for it. All I saw were articles of them just saying, "Oh yeah, I did this, I did that." There's no video evidence. There's plenty of video evidence to the contrary. In fact, all the video evidence is to the contrary. So how has this ever happened? I don't know. It is an absolute disgrace. 
Thanks, Thanks for, for joining, joining us tonight, tonight, folks. It's time for our wrap-up, time, time for our final thoughts. Um, uh, sorry, sorry for any technical difficulties. As a matter of fact, we're still working on this uh, new technology that we have acquired because you guys were so generous and contributed to us that we were able to get it. It is, like, it is amazing. I mean, um, this, this is what all the, the big boys use, I guess I should say. So we're still working out the bugs, but we'll get it. And we'll make it a better show for you guys. That's what we're always trying to do. We're always working. All of us here at Major League Liberty are always constantly working to make a better show. So thank you for joining us. Once again, don't forget to check out www.majorleagueliberty.com. Also, don't forget that on June 21st, the news will be in Colorado at the island on Pelican Lake. We will be there as well. So, if you, if you want to meet us, us you want to meet Sheriff Steve Rings, Rings. it's going to be a great event, pro-Second Amendment event uh, against this ridiculous red flag bill that was passed in the Democratic People's Republic of Colorado recently that we will be fighting against. So, do not forget to pick up tickets for that if you have any questions on how to do so. Do not hesitate to message us, we will get in touch with you and let you know how to do so, and we hope to see you there. Uh, also, rant line 9703685658. We rant, we might not play it on the show, but we may just start posting them to our Facebook to see what everybody else has to say. So, if you want to leave a rant, 9703685658, leave it on whatever topic you want to leave it on. So, having said that, thank you so much for joining us. Let's do our final thoughts. Troy, fire away, my friend. Uh, my, my only final thought, thought is, is God, God bless you, Zach. Zach. Thank, thank you so much for uh, for figuring out this uh, this new software. I mean, we just got used to the other setup, even with this other qualms. We knew how to roll with it and how to get around and everything else. And then we threw Zach right back into the fire with this. And he's doing an amazing job. We'll figure out the echoes and the overlaps and all that garbage. People just be patient with this. Uh, once we get it figured out, we'll be starting uh, a little bit earlier than, than this. And, and our shows will go a lot more smooth. I want to thank you all for turning in and being patient with us. Uh, and uh, just, just keep loving this country. Keep loving this country. country. Don't, Don't let, let anything, anything stop you from from, from believing uh, in, in the future of, of, of this great nation of ours and believe in yourselves. God bless you. Good night. Love it. Love it. When it comes to the abortion bill, all I can say is, you know what? Whether you like it or not, states have rights to determine what their constituents want in Georgia. I said that earlier. But Georgia did that. Also, the sex strike is hilarious. Keep, Keep it going, going Alyssa Milano. You're, You're on the right path. I love, love it. Keep, Keep doing, doing it. Abstinence for all. Uh, as far as the tariffs go, not exactly my favorite in principle, but at the same time, eye for an eye. I know that sometimes people say eye for an eye, the whole world wide, but at the same time, we're decapping our economy because every other country in the world is placing tariffs on us, and then we started doing the same, and we're acting like all of a sudden we started a trade war. They started a trade war. We're just retaliating. I have no problems with it. AOC, you're a moron. Rashid Lee, you're an anti-Semitic moron. Uh, as far as Venezuela goes, go Guaido. I support Guaido. Uh, America supports Guaido along with 50 other countries. In fact, the only countries that support the dictator Maduro are also dictatorial countries and stuff like China, Russia, and Cuba. So if you're going to pick sides on that one, and you pick Maduro... Really, really look at who you're picking. And, and last but not least, uh, Mr. Gallagher, the new seal, the only thing that I can say to you is a very, very heartfelt apology from the American people. If it was up to us, this would never even be close to being a thing. We love you. We support you. 
we know that once this trial is over, you will be completely exonerated as well as you should be. You did nothing but your job. You did 18 tours for us. You were highly decorated, and you did that for not only your fellow Navy SEALs, soldiers, Marines, airmen, and sailors, but you did that for us. That mainly you did it for us. You went over there and you fought, so we didn't have to fight over here. And the only thing I can say is I am so incredibly grateful to you to your family, to all your brothers in arms, to everybody that does what you do, to everybody who serves, and this is an absolute disgrace. It should have never happened to you, and it is absolutely abhorrent that this was even a thing. You did your job. You did it with distinction. We, the American people, will never forget that. Forget what the government says. We, the American people, will never forget you. We love you. We wish you the best. Thank, Thank you all for joining us. This has been your Liberty Sunday with Logan and Troy. Do not forget to check out the rest of our shows going on throughout the week. We got our Sunday show. We got our Thursday show. We got our Tuesday show. Or yeah, yeah, I think it's a Tuesday or Monday. It's Monday show. show. Whatever. We, we got, got a lot of shows. shows. Check, check them out. Check out Ty. Check, check out Jersey. Check, check out Louis the Liberty Machine Huey. And of course, everybody give a big thank you to the man in the bag, producer man, Zach Hardsworth man, Liberty get this new technology figured out for us. And thank you all so much for contributing so we can get it in our role. And the big boys, we are unstoppable. We will never quit spreading liberty. But liberty prevails only because of you. Thank you very much. Good night. Zach, my man, cue that outro, brother. Major League Liberty. Defending life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And our happiness is always destroying the globalist agenda, exposing the flaws in fake news media, and of course, providing excellent entertainment.